Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. Thank you so very much for listening in to the podcast once again. This is episode number 220 of the podcasts and we have some we've got things to do today on the uh, on the show so we're gonna get into uh the official predictions um and and scores for each of the games uh, across divisional weekend in the national football league but i but we're gonna start by setting you up by getting the juices flowing and getting you guys ready for the weekend across the NFL because there is so much that that, that can happen in the course of 48-hour span on Saturday and Sunday. And we've got four juicy and, and, and interesting games on tap this weekend between the NFC and the AFC divisional playoffs, but I think there are two compelling matchups in the AFC, and that's where I want to start. The matchups between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. So, I I, th- I think that's where we're, we're we're going to we're going to start uh, the discussions today on a Thursday. So, I think Jacksonville, Kansas City, is fascinating on a, on a lot of different levels because you because the, the the Jaguars team that Kansas City saw in Week Ten is head and shoulders better and different. Than than what it was uh, a, a couple months ago. They have turned their they turned their season around after that loss. They have gotten more confident. They've understood uh, and identified a formula for what what it takes to win. And and and, and Trevor Lawrence is is playing the best football of his young career so far, notwithstanding the. The first half of the Charger game, where he threw those interceptions, so uh, so I think Kansas City uh, can be vulnerable in places. I think Kansas City's uh, linebackers and secondary are 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 a place where Trevor Lawrence and his offense uh, can go a lot of different places in in terms of in in terms of penetrating the field, in terms of. And moving moving the ball up and down the field in terms of uh, in in terms of generating um a d- different looks for for that defense. So I, I so I think you 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 look at a uh, Doug Peterson uh, g- uh going up against his old protege in in Andy Reid, and 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 I think you you have a a a, co- a coach that's going to be ultra aggressive and. And Doug Peterson has shown that 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 he's going to be aggressive at times, and he's going to, um, uh, go, going to push the playbook a little bit on on his offense, and 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 for the most part, over the last uh, last couple of months, Jacksonville has responded to the call, and Christian Kirk has been great, Zay Jones has been great, Evan Ingram has been great. And 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 the supplemental rushing attack with uh, with Travis Etienne uh, uh, go, goes a long way in 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 helping out 
uh, in helping out this football team generate the offense uh, that that it has. So, I, I so Jacksonville, I think, uh, can absolutely take Kansas City sixty minutes on on uh, on Saturday afternoon. And and mind you, it's still a Kansas City team that has the extra week off, and they and they they are the one seed and. And 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 yes, they they had a couple of, of losses to Josh Allen and Joe Burrow during the course of the regular season, but but still found ways to uh, to win so many games, fourteen of them, uh, as a matter of fact, including including toying with his own division. They went six. They went six no in the division, and that's a reason why they got to this point, being being the one seed in in the in the AFC. So, um, but but of course, I can't stress enough how much I'm obsessed with the play of my guy Patrick Mahomes uh, throughout the course of the season, and and this uh, a season uh, where where there there was a, a lot of questions with with the drama surrounding Tyree Kill, how some uh, what what Patrick Mahomes would do to elevate this uh, his team without Tyree Kill. Well, uh, here's Travis Kelsey. Here's uh, here's Juju Juju Smith Schuster. Here's Kadarius Tony, and they've been able to, uh, to 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 offer a lot of creativity on the offensive side of the football. And and, and Mahomes uh, being Mahomes, he, uh, he's the ty- he's the the QB one of the NFL. I've been saying it all year. All right, ne- never took the cheese on, on that statement this year with Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes is is in a world of his own, and and, and he earned forty nine of the fifty first team All Pro votes at the quarterback position uh, from uh, from the Associated Press in um, this year. So he's going to be um, a, a league MVP for the second time in his career in twenty twenty two. And, and, and there's just something about Mahomes that I just can't wrap my head around and 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 simply have a really hard time picking against. And this was something I, I said so many times last year, especially in the second half of the season, where I, I, I just can't pick against Mahomes because all Mahomes does is win, win lots of football games. And he's won at least one playoff game in each of his first four seasons um, as an NFL quarterback, dating back to 2018. So, so you have Patrick Mahomes against Trevor Lawrence, who has never lost on a Saturday in his life. It's a funny stat, but true. Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. So, so something is going to give at, at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday between Jacksonville and and, and Kansas City. So I I, I think it's going to be a tr- tremendous matchup to uh, to kick off the division weekend between two outstanding quarterbacks. And Trevor Lawrence, I think you you, you can make a case that that he he'll be at the very least he's definitely going to be in my um preseason top 10 quarterback ranking uh going into next season, but um but can, can he be top 5? Can he be up there with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and and Jalen Hurts, of course, of course, Trevor Lawrence can be considered among that elite company of quarterbacks in the National Football League. That that's how special he is. That's how tough he is. That's how clutch he is. And and, and it's set enough to be uh, it, what I think is going to be a foretaste of what the rest of the weekend is going to be about. So Jacksonville and Kansas City 
start start all the action at 4:30 on uh, p.m. on Saturday afternoon Eastern Time on on NBC. I, I, I this the 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 other AFC divisional clash is between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And if if I were to give a grade on their performances over the weekend. I, I would I would give both uh, both of the uh, these teams a C plus, and uh, and look, but Buffalo came out flying against Miami, but uh, but they they decided to get complacent. The mistakes uh, from Josh Allen uh, are kept uh, uh, popping up throughout the course of that game, and uh, against Miami, and the fact that they they they. Out, outgained Miami basically two to one and barely won that game. I think it's it's a it's a nervous energy if if you're the Buffalo Bills, and 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 you and the fact that Josh Allen has regressed t- t- tells you what you need to know about him, what you need to know about Brian Dable and what what Dable did with him and and what he's been with and without him. He's been. Uh, a, a quarterback that'll put up a lot of gaudy statistics, but, but make make a lot of uh, critical mistakes. And if Buffalo's gonna win, if Buffalo's gonna win a championship this year, and I picked Buffalo preseason to win the Super Bowl, Josh Allen has to stop um, uh, pl- uh, being reckless with the football. And 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 same thing too with Cincinnati, uh, or because but let let's face it, if if. Sam Hubbard doesn't return that fumble for uh, doesn't doesn't recover that fumble and return it for a touchdown. There there is a realistic chance that Cincinnati uh, is watching uh, the the divisional playoffs from home. So, and and the, and Cincinnati was not great, especially when you, when you look at the coverage. Credit Baltimore. Credit Mike McDonald for just for what they were able to do in the second half of that game. As sh- sh- uh, w- with shutting down Cincinnati's offense uh, for the most part in that second half. So, but but the fact of the matter is, if 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 Cincinnati is 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 going to win this game, they they're going to need some much better production from 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 a patchwork offensive line that's without three starters, and I think that's a gigantic deal. When when you when you go when you look into the matchup against Buffalo and and what and what they're going to be up against whether it's Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, and Matt Milano coming in from uh from from uh, from the middle of the field to rush the quarterback, so I I would be very nervous if I if I was Cincinnati's offensive line now. The Bengals got to the Super Bowl last year with a bad offensive line and bad offensive line play, and and and, and how in the world they survived Tennessee, and how in the world that they and they came back twenty-one three uh, from a twenty-one three deficit against Mahomes and the Chiefs last year. I'll never know. But if Cincinnati is going to win this game, they have to uh, to create takeaways. And in each of the five playoff games Cincinnati has played. With Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, the oppose uh, the, the the Cincinnati defense has forced eleven turnovers in those five games, and 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 I think that's noteworthy here. So it's, it's so it, it's not to me. It's not necessarily about about who's the better team here. It's it this game is going to come down to 
the team that makes the fewer mistakes between Buffalo and Cincinnati. So, but both both teams have uh, both teams have question marks on their offensive line. Both both teams uh, ha- um, have to do things. Um, uh, to, uh, need to uh, need to call plays to maximize uh, the abilities of their quarterbacks, and 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 I think there's, there's it's going to be an intense uh, game. It's uh, in in terms of uh, in terms of of all, of all the play by plays, especially when it comes down to the fourth quarter and 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 then uh, find, finding ways to uh, to win the game. So, so I think it's up to the game, uh, the game plans for Zach Taylor and and Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey to formulate a game plan where uh, where they, they they don't allow their quarterbacks to to, um, to lose uh, lose this football game for them because you because you, you have an amazing opportunity for for Buffalo and Cincinnati that. That you, 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 they have a realistic chance when you look at the roster one to one to fifty three. They could beat a Jacksonville or Kansas City on Championship Sunday, and and I think the the noteworthy discussion for for for, for, the, for this game is, is is about is about about these defenses and Buffalo's defense has been really strong. Cincinnati's defense has been much has been under discussed because. Of the prowess of Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and Jamar Chase, so it's, it's, so both of these teams are, have have are similar. So so I think it's going to be up to um the, the crowd at, at at Orchard Park to um to, to to get the Bills into that, and I think the home field advantage for for the Buffalo Bills I think could could play a role in determining the outcome of the, of this football game. Now on to the NFC, and three of the four teams in the NFC East are playing this weekend. The Eagles, the Giants, and the Cowboys, the other being the San Francisco 49ers. And well, what you have in the AFC is you have four of, of, of the bright of the of brightest, youngest quarterbacks in, in the NFL. All, all of those teams have amazing young quarterbacks. The, the NFC... Their divisional round this year encapsulates four of the five biggest fan bases of NFC teams. The you know, the the other being the the Packers. So, but San Francisco, Dallas, the Giants, the Eagles—they all have national fan bases to to some degree. Especially, of course, the Cowboys. But I I think the ratings of of these games are going to be off the charts. The so, and even even that that Giants game against Minnesota, so that delivered the highest ratings of, of any of any game throughout the wild card weekend, including but the Cow Brady against the Cowboys. So I think this is going to be a, a real opportunity for a lot of people to know uh, who, uh, who 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 some of these players are, and in particular. Daniel Jones of the Giants, and Daniel Jones has been playing confident. He's been playing tough. He's been clutch, um, and and played such a brilliant brand of football, albeit against the Minnesota defense that was old and slow. So, but Daniel Jones, uh, who who uh, was the, was the sixth overall pick, and and uh, and uh, the the draft pick has been much criticized by uh, from Dave Gellman. But Daniel Jones has turned 
into a franchise quarterback for for the Giants, and he uh, he has been uh, uh, terrific with uh, utilizing both his legs and and his arm to to win the game. Now it's going to be a significantly tougher challenge for Daniel Jones going up against the likes of Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and and Derek Barnett and Javon Hargrave and 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 those cats and and then of course. Uh, football's best secondary, uh, with 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 James Bradbury and Darius Slay covering Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton, so, uh, so this is a, uh, an opportunity for for the Giants as seven and a half point underdogs because the the last two times they were in this in, in these divisional playoffs, so they were seven a seven point uh, underdog in Dallas and an eight point underdog in Green Bay. And they won those games. Now, I I I don't I don't pl- I don't play repeats because you have to play the games themselves. And I think Philadelphia has a lot of matchups uh, that that favor uh, that that favor the home team in this. And particularly when you look at the depending return of right tackle Lane Johnson into the lineup, which I think is a gigantic deal when you when you look at it from Jalen Hurts and. And what Jalen Hurts is as a quarterback, but both uh, both with Lane Johnson and without Lane Johnson, I think it's a pretty uh, a a a night and day situation. So so this so this game is going to come down to 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 Jalen Hurts, um, who is still looking for his first road pl- uh, first home uh, first playoff victory in general, and. If if Jalen Hurts does not make any critical mistakes, whether it's turnovers or, or fumbles or any of that nature, the Philadelphia Eagles will win that game on Saturday night. Uh, uh, you you and you you can see, uh, talk about the Giants and their uh, their abilities offensively, but I I uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. Uh, obviously, it's a division game, so I think it's a game that's going to come down to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to the. Uh, to the fourth quarter once again, uh, but but if if the game gets intense, if if the Giants uh, can, can can find a way to uh, to take Philadelphia's raucous crowd out of uh, out of it and and, and make them um make make them nervous, I think that this it is going to be an opportunity for the Giants to uh to, to shock the world and beat the Eagles. And, and and give them a chance to play on Championship Sunday, which I never would have imagined happening for for the Giants when it come when it came to uh, this season. So, it, 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 an unbelievable um, turn of events here, and, and and this is and this is all about Brian Dable. And Brian Dable brought in uh, specifically selected his coaching staff to bring in. Of different winning cultures, he brought in Mike Kafka from Kansas City. He brought in Wink Martindale from Baltimore. Uh, um, excellent, uh, ex- who have both been excellent coordinators, and Mike Kafka is, is on his way to being an NFL head coach someday. So, so I think with 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 all the, all this in mind, I think the the Giants and the Eagles are are going to play a fascinating game and. And and it's 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 going to be a game where the Giants have the coaching advantage in this game. The Giants, because Brian Dable is the better coach, I think, uh, in in this game. But so 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 how effectively will they be able to 
uh, to slow down Philadelphia's town to, uh, a town on both sides of the football. That's going to remain to be seen and how it's going to fare out over uh, over the weekend. And finally, an, another ratings bonanza is, is, is about to come in for the NFL on Sunday night with the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, th th this is the, um, in a, a, ter a terrific opportunity. The 10th postseason meeting uh, in, in the history of the Dallas-San Francisco rivalry dating back to the early 70s. And, uh, and of course, you got huge fan bases. The uh, the the game, uh, the the get-in price at Levi Stadium, from one from one source I saw, is close to six hundred dollars, which which tells which tells you everything you need to know about is uh, about the anticipation of this game and and how giddy foxes said that they're they're getting a Cowboys 49ers playoff game after missing out on it last year because. Uh, because the NFL wanted that CBS throwback because uh, because of Summerall and Madden calling those Cowboys Niners games in the nineties, and, and and this is the second straight year where where the Cowboys and the 49ers meet in the playoffs but did not see each other during the regular season. They will see each other next year at, in 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 San Francisco because of the uh, of of the of the um of the rotation of intradivisional play within the conference and so it, it I think San Francisco and Dallas um are are are, are going to be terrific but I I think the Cowboys are going to are, are are will come into this game with a lot of confidence because the Cowboys just won their first row playoff game in 30 years dominant uh, player on the field um, on uh, on Monday night, yeah, he, he and and and, it, and that's the type of 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 a play you need to uh, to, in my view, has been a a saw a a a, a a a couple of times. Yeah, they made the playoffs, but Seattle, Seattle, they they played Arizona, they have played um a, a banged up Miami team, they've played um a, they barely beat the Raiders. So I think there's there's going to be a ton of pressure here on on Kyle Shanahan and if and if if Kyle Shanahan is is going to is going to want to be known as a a a, a coach that that win, win, wins big games and and he still hasn't won, won the one that matters the most in the Super Bowl and San Francisco can absolutely make a run to the Super Bowl and beat whoever wins the Giants Eagles game on Saturday, on Saturday if they win on Sunday. And 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 you and you look at the coaching and what what they've been able to do with with D'Amico Ryan's and, and and himself with Nick Bosa, Fred Warner on, on the defensive side of the football and then Debo Samuel uh, Brock Purdy, who has been, who has uh, just played out of his mind since becoming the starter after Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. So I, he, he has been all uh, ter terrific. So I think this, but I think you, you, you need to look at and to how, how much, how much resistance San Francisco's defensive line can, can place upon a, a, a terrific Dallas offensive line, which, which has really come together. Over the last uh, over the last uh, couple of months, uh, leading up into this contest, 
So I, I so it, I, I all these games were, were difficult for me to pick, and 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 I think any of anyone can win these games. I think these are truly flip of the coin type of games. So I, I think you look at. San Francisco and 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 what what they're able to do offensively and then and then Dallas uh, and the Cowboys what they need to do to uh control the game and control the line of scrimmage if the Cowboys are able to control the line of scrimmage especially when when it comes to uh, uh their offensive line against San Francisco's defensive line I think Dallas has a fantastic shot to uh, to win the game on Sunday night in San Francisco, so it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous sporting event um, in Santa Clara on Sunday night between the Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. All right, everybody, here we go. NFL picks for the divisional weekend across the National Football League. So let us remind ourselves how we did last week. So I went five and one, picking the winners and losers. I was five and zero until, of course, the Cowboys destroyed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So for the season, I am one seventy nine ninety six and two. So I need to win four of my of the last seven games to avoid 100 losses, which I think, after after last season, I, I think it's it's a really big deal on on that front. And then against the spread, I went, so I went three and three. So I am I am now 146, 123 and eight on the season, which is. Right, in which I'm guaranteed to have an 11-game improvement, at least from a, a year ago. We'll see how far that will go uh, on on that front. So let's let's pick winners and losers, shall we? We've got the Kansas City Chiefs as eight and a half point home favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I Kansas City was not in my consideration. As, as a preseason team that can go to the Super Bowl because I think Kansas City has been vulnerable at times, especially on the defensive side of the football. Now, I like I like the way they they came out to, a couple of weeks ago against the Raiders to solidify the number one seed, but I just think Kansas City has been a little too inconsistent for, for my liking, especially in the second half of the season, especially... Uh, 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 their ability to put points up on on the board, they've they've been a little up and down. So I think Jacksonville has a chance. I think it's going to be a, a going to be a back and forth game going into the fourth quarter. But I think it's going to going to be a game where Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey in the end zone for a touchdown with two minutes left to win the game for Kansas City. It's going to be a terrific game. I, I I think Trevor Lawrence is going to play great. I think he's he's going to get his team up and down the field a ton. I think same thing too with Mahomes. But I just think uh, you, when when you have your doubts, you 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 pick the team with the better head coach, the better quarterback, the better offensive line. I I think Jacksonville and Kansas uh, Jack, Jacksonville has a slightly better defensive line than Kansas City, and I think a slightly better defense. But I but I mean. <clears throat> 
Andy Reid over Doug Peterson, I'll definitely take Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes over Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence has been great, but I'll take Trevor Lawrence in that matchup. Kansas City all right, offensive line has been good. Chris Jones has been excellent uh, as an interior defensive lineman. So I think this game has 29-26 Kansas City over Jacksonville. Uh, written all over it, so that that's gonna be my take, my take and my pick. So I'll grab the eight and a half with Jacksonville. I think that that's the most comfortable bet, in my opinion, of the week when you look when you look at the spreads. But I think Kansas City is gonna wind up winning the game in the final couple of minutes in in a in a classic. We 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 now go to Philadelphia as the Philadelphia Eagles are seven and a half point favorites at home against the Giants. And it, it's it's gonna be tough. Uh, I mean, uh, never easy for Philadelphia to win, uh, to 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 sweep uh, a three game uh, a three game series against a a, a, a team a, a division rival, uh, in, in, uh, including the playoffs. I think from from what I saw, teams that met three times in the playoffs, uh, in, uh, the third time in the playoffs, the the team that swept the season series, uh, the the regular season series, has gone. I saw 15 and nine in those, so it's gonna definitely gonna be a tough a, a, a tough competition, and I think the the Giants with Dable they're they're gonna be buttoned up for this game, but I just think Philadelphia's talent and and, and the brilliant work done by Howie Roseman this off season uh, is is gonna pay off with the playoff win in, in front in front of a hostile environment at Lincoln Financial Field. So I I think this is going to be a game where Philadelphia is going is going to uh, going to lead, and I think the Giants are going to stick around. So I'm going to I'm going to say Philadelphia wins twenty seven to twenty two. So I'll take the Eagles to win, and I'll take the Giants to uh, with the points. The Buffalo Bills are five and a half point home favorites. Against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, if this game was was Buffalo minus six and a half or higher, I I would have been a lot more comfortable uh, uh, with 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 the spreads here. But of course, uh, Vegas makes it difficult for everybody. So, uh, I I think you, you this is another flip of the coin game. I think this is going to be a, a game where you need to de- determine who you trust more. Uh, in in the in these big spots, do you, um, and I'm not looking at just Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. So can, can you trust Sean McDermott enough? Yeah, the the biggest drawback I had uh, when I picked Buffalo to win the Super Bowl this year has been the in-game management of of Sean McDermott. Now, but Buffalo's three losses this season have come by. Uh, by three points or fewer. You had the Miami game where Josh Allen threw the ball 63 times. You had the loss against the Jets, which spoke more about the Jets' brilliant game plan and neutralizing Buffalo's strengths, and then blowing a 10-point lead against the Vikings uh, in in Week 10. But those, other than that, Buffalo has been winning or winning games. But I think the I think the game against Baltimore. Uh, in, earlier in the season, I think was a huge stepping stone, and why? And and when I said at the time that that victory over Baltimore and the way they won that game, not not only down big in the first half, but their ability to win a close game, I th- I think that was the type of victory that 
and that that gave the Bills confidence uh, going uh, to beat Miami. And I think you're going to see uh, the the defense come through in the end to uh, to take down the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think it, it, what I think is going to be a, a fun game uh, in in Orchard Park. I'll take the Bills twenty six. To 23 over the Cincinnati Bengals, and thus I'll, ta- I'll, I'll grab the five and a half points with the Cincinnati Bengals. And finally, last game of the weekend, the San Francisco 49ers are three and a half point home favorites against the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I, I think that th- this is one where I think San Francisco, I have San Francisco uh, winning and covering this game. And, uh, and again, the th- the thing that I I think uh, gives me pause for picking the Cowboys was was that Tampa Bay was so unprepared both offensively and defensively they they were just a lackadaisical they were uh, they were um uh, they were uninspired they were poorly coached I think it's a completely different animal here with San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan and D'Amico Ryan's and 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 what they've been able to do with um. With with Brock Purdy and uh, a third string quarterback, um, um, and they're still a a Super Bowl contender. So I'm gonna take the 49ers in in this game. I I obviously think Dallas has the major advantage of quarterback, but but I digress. I think San Francisco's defense has been the best in the NFL all year, and and I think San Francisco will do just enough defensively to slow down Dak Prescott and 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 the and the Dallas Cowboys offense. So give me 27 to 20. Uh, San Francisco over Dallas, so I'll take the 49ers to win and the 49ers to to cover. Alrighty, and so before we go, I will be doing. I am gonna do a what's become a semi-annual tradition on this podcast. So I did this uh, for an episode last summer. I did this for an episode last year, but. But but if, for those but those of you that um, see me on my Instagram stories, that I'm I'm a big fan of The Bachelor and The Bachelor's new se- season twenty seven with my guy Zach Shellcross premieres on Monday night. So so with that in, in in mind, I I do I make my final four predictions every year on both for both The Bachelor. And the Bachelorette. So, I'm going to give you my uh, my picks for the final four on uh, for the season of the Bachelor. So, the, of course, Zach. We're going to see Zach meet 30 women on Monday Monday night at at the Bachelor Mansion in in California. And so, and th- th- these are the four uh, the four people I have uh, receiving hometown dates. N- number one, I have um, Bailey Brown, a twenty seven year old executive recruiter from Brentwood, Tennessee. I I I, he- I hear she is a um, ve- very close friend with um, J- Jessica Clark, who of course is married to 
former bachelor Ben Higgins. So I have to assume that it's so that Jess is sending uh, Ben and Jess are sending someone that makes a lot of sense who is ready to, um, um, get you know, be, be be ready for marriage and be ready for an engagement and a commitment with Zach. So Bailey Brown is number one on on my uh, is uh, number one of the four hometown dates I have. Number two is Brianna Thorborn. Because uh, for those of you that watched the uh, After the Final Rose on Gabby and Rachel season, so uh, Brianna received the uh, America's First Impression Rose, which was the, uh, something completely brand new. Uh, it was voted on by the fans um, on Twitter at the time of 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 her receiving the first uh, that first impression rose so and, and and I thought that they they shared a selfie together and I think Zach really seemed into her so I think uh, I think that momentum will carry over into the season of the bachelor with Zach no, number three is, I mean, uh, by the way, Brianna is twenty four years old, an entrepreneur from Jersey City in New Jersey, and. And and I think this it's going to be, um, uh, it, it, it going to be off the charts for uh, for for Brianna in terms of her stock in in Bachelor Nation. Number three, I have Arielle Frankel. She is twenty eight years of age from uh, from New York City. She is a marketing ex executive and. I th I think she, she makes um uh, can make a lot of sense for Zach because and because I think uh she, uh, she is um unapologetically herself according to her bio she also has um uh, this could be a storyline because we we've often seen uh, the bachelor uh, the bachelor touch on some uh, some cr critical social issues uh, during the course of. Uh, uh, of the season, how it relates to real life, but so, but uh, apparently, according to her biography, she comes from a big, loving Ukrainian family, and and looking to find love like her parents have. So I have to be sure if if Ariel gets a one-on-one -on -one date with with Zach, uh, I would have to imagine that the fallout of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and how it, it's impacted Ukrainians around the world and and, and those with ancestral ties to to ukraine with uh, with with everything going on with um you know, with, with that and and the final one i have for um for, for my picks uh is is gabby an account executive from pittsburgh vermont so so it's rare that vermont is um in in the uh conversation in bachelor nation and uh, unless I think did did Bachelor Winter Games um in twenty in twenty seventeen twenty eighteen film in Vermont, I I I think so. I would have I would have to ch to check on that, but I uh, but I uh, I I think Gabby makes uh, sense for um of uh, for Zach because 
I I think because she wants to own her pilot studio one day. So it's uh, so I think knowing Zach and knowing that he was an uh, an athlete, he played football in college. I think someone like Gabby who uh, who is fit makes make makes a lot of sense and and looks looks up to her parents for for marriage and and Zach as uh, will tell you that he is a family man so my final four picks again are Bailey Brianna Ariel and and Gabby but I think Gabby makes a lot of sense for Zach in terms of receiving the final rose at the end so I I I, I think. Gabby is going to receive um, the final robes from from Zach Shalcross. Now, I I always um, put put in other names to watch uh, throughout the course of so of the season. I because there are a couple that I have. There are um uh, there are f- three that at least that come to mind. I'm looking at. Charity, twenty six year, uh, twenty six years old, um, a child and family therapist from uh from Columbus, Georgia, a mental health therapist. So, I I think I, I think that's going to be a big part of of the conversation with with Charity and and what what she brings to the table with, um, with Zach and a smile that will light up the room. Say, uh, you can say the same thing about uh, about Allie, who is um. It's uh who uh alphabetically first this season twenty six years old healthcare strategist from Atlanta so I I think Abby uh, Ali will make a lot of sense uh, in in terms of who I think could play a big role in this I also have I also think that Madison a a twenty six year old business owner from uh from Fargo North Dakota who was. Um, a, a, an elite, uh, an elite academic student at Western Michigan University. She's originally from North Dakota. She has her own business, and and, and I think, uh, I think uh, watching the um, uh, watching Jesse Palmer introduce, formally introduce the women, uh, in 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 that TikTok live that gone wrong. I think uh, Madison's one that I think uh, could could be interesting. And it, it, and it, if not, I think we could definitely she's someone who I definitely think we could see on Bachelor in Paradise or or even as the Bachelorette. So, uh, so I'm looking. At, I looked at the list. So I think there are uh, some uh, some interesting candidates uh, for uh, to be on the Bachelorette or maybe to be on the next season of Paradise. So I think it would be interesting and uh, to, to see how how they uh, they would match it. In, I mean, if there are guys from Gabby Rachel season, uh, and I'm looking specifically at Avon, and I'm looking specifically at uh, at Jason and Johnny, uh, who 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 I think could be on Paradise next season, and then and then from from Clayton season of The Bachelor, potentially um, and potentially Susie could be down there. Um, if if she wants to either give a whirl on it, I definitely could see Genevieve going back down to Paradise, um, this summer. So I definitely um think there's going to be an interesting year ahead in in terms of, in terms of Bachelor Nation, in terms of in terms of the, 
uh, different relationships that can stem from from the shows this season and this year. So, ex- very excited. The Bachelor is back Monday Monday eight seven Central on on ABC, and you can stream it on Hulu. So I I will most certainly be watching, and I'll be live tweeting it as as I as I do every episode that I'm able to watch live. So so you can follow me on Twitter at John Flynn ninety seven for for, for for my takes on. Yeah, uh, on, on everything involved with the um, Bachelor franchise. So that'll do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn, and I'll be back here on the podcast next week. So, so long, everybody, and take care.